Welcome to the Nick State of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Danny Small, alongside my co-host today, Chip Murphy. We are here to give you guys a quick uh, little season preview for the Knicks coming up. Uh, we are recording this on Monday night, uh, so we got still a couple days before the uh, the Knicks kick it off against the Celtics. But we're going to start talking about some, uh, some storylines for the upcoming season, then maybe get into expectations, talk about the game coming up on Wednesday, the season opener. So we'll... Uh, We'll get into a bunch of different stuff with you guys today. Uh, but first things first, Chip, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Very excited about the Knicks season. This is an unusual emotion for, uh, yeah. for a Knicks season. Just excitement. No, not really nervous at all. Just mm-hmm. very excited about this season. Yeah, I think this is the first time in a long time that, you know, the Knicks have come into the season with kind of like – Knicks fans, it seems like, are pretty confident, you know, feeling pretty good about how last season ended, the offseason, kind of keeping things together. So it's it's definitely an interesting uh, feeling, definitely, at least since I started covering the Knicks. This is the first time there's been a like a, a preseason or start the season where it's felt like this. Uh, I think you'd have to go back to almost 2013 or 2014 to uh, have like a similar kind of preseason. Um, but back to this season i guess we'll uh we'll kick it yeah. off with one of no need to this. go too deep down the 20 yeah we, we don't hole. need to go yeah, yeah we don't <laughs> need to go too deep down the rabbit hole um but the one question and this is the one question that has been on my mind for most of the off season is do you think julius randall can run it back and put up either a similar or an even maybe better season than he had last year because second team all nba most improved uh, he made a huge jump forward in terms of his efficiency, uh, his impact on winning. Uh, it really was it was one of the better seasons in the last couple decades for the Knicks, individual seasons at least. Um, so my question to you, Chip, does Julius Randle, does he run it back this year or does he take a step back? Uh, yes, he ta- he runs it back. I think he's I think he's even better than he was last year. Uh, I think he may it's possible. His scoring will dip a little bit, but that's not any sort of indication that he's going to have a a worse season. I think he, I think adding better players around him, you know, is going to be so huge for him. You know, he's forty five point six percent from the field, forty one point one percent from three, eighty one point one from the free throw line. I think it's unrealistic to expect him to shoot 41.1% from three again. I think that will go down, but I think the 45.6 from the field overall, I think that's going to go up because I think a lot of those shots at the rim that were all clogged up all the time are going to be a lot freer for him, especially if the preseason was any indication. I mean, a lot of people were tweeting out about this, like Julius Randle can't make shots with fans in the stands. I think that, Mm -hmm. that, that narrative has been completely disproven. Julius Randle clearly can get it done. And, you know, 24, 10, and 6 last year, uh, I think he'll maintain those numbers pretty evenly. I think that the rebounding, for sure, he'll definitely lead the team in rebounding again. I wouldn't be 
I, I don't think the scoring will dip too much. Yeah, maybe a little bit just because he has more guys that are going to be taking shots. And I honestly, I, I hope he doesn't need to score 25 to 30 points every single night for us to win. I just I hope that's not the case. But uh, the the assists, as far as six assists, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that again. But I'd also like it if someone else steps up and he doesn't have to lead the team in assists again. Mm, that would yeah. be that would be good. So we'll see about that. But I do think he'll maintain the level <laughs> of excellence that he set for himself last year. I think he's going to be an all-star again. It's hard to be all NBA, especially mm-hmm. second team all NBA. So I don't know about yeah. that. That's I mean, a if you, if you, thing. Yeah, if you look at it, he was the fourth best forward in the league yeah. last year. Yeah. Based on, you know, if, if you're going off of all NBA, which it's almost like you it's tough to saddle him with the, that expectation of, you know, well, you have to be second team all NBA to have as impactful a season, which I, I would agree with you. I don't think I don't think even if his stats maybe dip a little bit. Um, I don't think that necessarily means that he's taking a step back. And the one thing I will touch on that you mentioned before uh, you, that you said you think his his percentage is going to go up, at least on his field goal percentage and his mm-hmm. efficiency. I agree with that. And this is like part of the the Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier drum I've been banging all offseason um, is just that for Randall and Barrett, their shot profile is going to be a lot easier this year than it was compared to last yeah. year because Randall the numbers had, were bad at the rim. The how many and, bad at the rim? And how many times did Randall have to, you know, five seconds left on the shot clock, you know, go one on one with a step back in the corner, you know, short corner or something like that. It was there was a lot of times where the, the offense would get bogged down and then you would see, you know, kind of the, the offense devolve into just like Randall trying to go get his. And obviously we saw in the playoffs that that just that ended up catching up to the Knicks where, you know, Randall couldn't, he wasn't at his best in the playoffs. He just didn't quite have it like he had in the regular season. And it, frankly, you know, the entire offense just, just went into, you know, turtle mode. I mean, aside from the game where Burks had a really great game and, you know, scored either 30 or close to it. And like, it was just, it was tough for the Knicks to find offense. And I think the additions of Fournier and Walker are going to change that a lot. Um, so I, I think I'm I'm on the same page with you. I think Randall, I actually, I picked him to finish. Uh, I did a season preview for ESNY. I picked him to finish third team all NBA. So I, I think he's going to have another good year. And like you said, I think he'll make the all-star team. Because kind of like once you're in that club, you're kind of in that club. Like if, yeah. if Randall puts up another season like this, I, I think he's, you know, he, he won't get bumped out by somebody who's a newcomer unless they just, you know, put up insane numbers and, and blow by them. But uh, I think at this point, Randall's kind of in that, uh, that like, quote-unquote, all-star club of guys that are, you know, if he puts up numbers, Knicks are winning, he's going to make it. Yeah, he has a lot of respect around the league, I think, Randall. Guys yeah. like him. I think he'll, he's earned that respect for sure. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, this is – Obviously, you know, take take what guys say with a grain of salt, because when they talk to the media, you know, a lot of what they say is just, you know, cliche or, you know, BS, whatever you want to call it. But Randall said last year after like when he was in his press conference for winning most improved player, he said he wanted to win it again next year, which obviously that just doesn't happen. So it's like don't don't put any bets on Julius Randall winning most improved player. But 
that's just his mindset after they lost in the uh, in the playoffs. His mindset was, I want to come back and make another leap forward. So yeah, what, what would that leap look like if it was an equal leap? Maybe like MVP conversation, something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped the brakes on that, at least for me. But I still think Randall can can run it back with another great season like he had last year. It's like the the norm joke when he's talking to Blake Griffin after he won rookie of the oh, year. And he's like, Blake, do you think you can be yeah. the first repeat rookie of the year award winner? Yeah. <laughs> so Blake, good. Yeah, yeah. That was that's that was like uh Letterman with his yeah. KD thing was like yeah, uh, yeah. an homage to Norm for that yeah. that question. The uh the uh, the Julius winning MVP, I mean that would be amazing. But yeah. That'd I, be incredible. But yeah, it's 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 tough to vault him up to you know I mean I think he's like we said all star and all that but is he in the same class as like Giannis Jokic KD Steph I don't think so not quite I mean we did our we did our betting preview and we went over mm-hmm. the lack of the the rarity nobody wins MVP outside of twenty to one odds mm-hmm. yeah, higher than twenty one yeah. odds they don't win and I, I I don't even know what Julius's odds are but they're higher than twenty one I know that. Yeah, because so, sure. I've looked at all those guys, but no, it, I, I think at some point they add more talent. Yeah, maybe he becomes that guy. I, I don't know, but it's I still don't think we know just how good he is yet until we mm-hmm. see him play this year. Like last year in the playoffs was a disaster for him individually, but yeah, you you put him around a point guard that is an Alfred Payton. You put him around mm-hmm. a shooting guard who, as much as I love Reggie Bullock, who can do things that do more Reggie than, Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. He can Reggie do Bullock what wasn't Reggie able Bull- to do. Yeah. He can yeah. do what Reggie Bullock did at the same level. And then you add in, you yeah. know, playmaking, creation, scoring off the dribble. Um, you add in all that. It, it changes the equation for, honestly, for Randall, Barrett, and, you know, who knows Mitch availability for game one, how much he's going to play. But, once he's kind of acclimated back, the three of them, I think, are going to be just seeing so much more open space compared to uh, what they saw last year. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up that's my my first storyline. OK. The, All right. Cool. That's, the, a, that's a seg- Yeah, that's a segue. A perfect right segue is uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Rob, just Mitchell Robinson, kind of Mitchell Robinson in general, but his. His contract situation, his role on the team, his just uh, maybe Mitchell Robinson and the center spot, I guess. Is he for sure mm-hmm. the starter on this team? I th- I think he is if he's healthy because he is the best player, but I don't think it's a complete lock just because of how well Nerland's Noel played last year. And... I mean, Taj Gibson is Taj Gibson, and he's mm-hmm. still a really good player, and he's and one of Tibbs' you, Yeah, boys. you know Tibbs is never going to give up on him. Yeah, and he's still – I mean, he played great in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And Mitch is still hurt. Yeah. So what effect, So what impact does Mitch's injury have on his contract? And are the Knicks even interested in re-signing Mitch? And if they're not, will they consider trading him at some point? Um you know, we saw what just happened with DeAndre Ayton today, mm-hmm. where the Suns didn't want, obviously, totally different scale, but with the money. But it's, I don't know, it's a its a very strange situation. I understand why the Knicks didn't sign him. There's 
issues there with the the whole f- hiring and firing of agents and mm-hmm. all that. And I guess there's injury concerns if you want to consider it that way. But I don't know. I ho- I hope they sign him at at some point, and uh, I hope he's the starter. That's what that's what I'm more concerned about is that he's just the starter when he's healthy and he comes back. But uh, I don't I don't know. That's yeah. I, I am I am still concerned a bit a bit cynical and just hopeful that he's the starter when he comes back and there's no issues there. So uh, yeah, I I would agree with that. I think when he's healthy, he's the starter. Um, I think he's the best player. Even though um, last year Nerlens Noel, when he came into the starting lineup, uh, when Mitch went down, there wasn't really a big drop off in the at least the defensive rating there i think it was pretty much about the same with mitch in the lineup and with him and with him out of it but i think anyone who watched the games last year could tell that mitch was just he was a he's a better player than nerland's noel he's got a little bit more um well-rounded offensive game in the sense that like he can kind of finish around the rim uh nerland's noel is a little more limited on that side but i think the one thing that i took away from last year was when mitch went down you basically saw that Tom Thibodeau, as long as he has a solid defensive center, he can set his defense um, and then kind of build around that center and he can have a, a really good solid defense. So if Mitch is looking for, you know, I don't know how the, the numbers that he's going to be looking for, but it could get to the point where the Knicks just say, hey, you know, we can we can live with Nerland's Noel here because they got him signed for what, two, two more this year, next year, and then I think team option in year three. Um, just off the top of my head, I think that's what it is. But you just look at it and you say, if Mitch is going to cost a little too much and he's a little too rich for the Knicks' blood, they could move on with him and just look to, um, you know, look to use that money elsewhere. And then, like you said, they could also look to trade him. But I have a hard time believing that if the Knicks are in the in the playoffs and like they're a competitive team, unless it's a complete disaster, and then you trade away Mitch. But I can't I can't see them trading away their best center in the middle of a of a race to the playoffs. Even if Leon Rose could you know make a shrewd move and get a get like a lot out of it or something like that, unless it's like a a swap for a player that they think can improve them. Like I don't think they're gonna just like trade Mitch just because they're not going to sign him. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Because Tibbs, I, I just, I can't see Tibbs, Tibbs letting that. I mean, obviously, you know, Rose is the boss, so it is what it is. But I just, I feel like Tibbs wouldn't want to kind of like even give up any, any little bit in the regular season, even if it would maybe be better off in the long run. Yeah. I just feel like it doesn't with with a Tibbs team. It doesn't really matter who's in the starting five. To be honest, it mm-hmm. just because he doesn't really care about that. It's all about who finishes the game because mm-hmm. he doesn't take that into account. It's it's more like he'll he showed that last year. The only person who really had a a lock on their spot to finish the game was Randall. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. the only guy who ever like he would be willing to sit RJ at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Which so. RJ not as much as the other guys, but you're you're definitely right about that. RJ yeah. didn't always play like he wasn't a he wasn't a lock to play at the end of the game. Yeah, it was uh, it was Julius was the only one who was like definite always in there. Yeah, so I just I think RJ has probably earned 
because I'm not really concerned about as much about who's earned a starting spot, I guess, mm-hmm. as, as who's earned an end of the game spot. Yeah, who's and that is a lot of it is earning it on the fly. You know, that's yeah. not. I don't think. I don't think he necessarily comes into the game with like a preconceived notion of, uh, you know. I mean, I'm sure I, he has in his head who he thinks the the closing lineup will be. But you know, if Fournier shit in the bed and Alec Burks is playing great, Alec Burks is going to play. If yeah. you know, if Kemba Walker look, looks a half step slow out there and Derrick Rose is having a good game, you know he's going to go with Derrick Rose. So, um, and then I think even the beginning of the year is going to be interesting, just along with you know Mitch. Can he play more than 10 minutes a game right now? If that's the case, then you split up center minutes between Mitch, Nerlens Noel, and Taj Gibson, although Noel's banged up too. So it's, you know, the the distribution there is a little is going to be a little strange at the beginning, I think. Is Mitch even going to play on Wednesday? I'm not sure. It's they it's I think he could like I, I think he's healthy enough where he could play, but the question is, do the Knicks want to run him out there for eight to ten minutes of cardio yeah. instead of, you know, if Noel's healthy too, then just running Noel Taj. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a uh that's that's a good one. The Mitch the Mitch storyline is a big one. Um I don't know. I we don't uh it's Year two is too early. I was thinking about maybe bringing up like Tibbs and minutes and, you know, like, like wearing guys down before the playoffs and everything. But year two, I think that's probably like a year three podcast thing that we'll talk about. Yeah. I have something minutes related. It's not really Tibbs minutes. It's more like how does Obi Toppin find minutes? It's not, I don't, it's I not, don't know if he's gonna. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's gonna really. Yeah, because I, mean, I know there's people who love Obi. Yeah, and I always I'm like, yeah, I, lo- I love him too. But it's like, where do the minutes come from? That's always my response. If if you assume Randall is going to be playing similar minutes to what he did last year, yeah, what is that about? 11, 12 minutes out there for him. Yeah, I mean, there's the i the idea that him and Randall are going to play any sort of significant minutes at the same time is still. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's there's a better chance that Taj Gibson plays power forward and backs up Randall than, than there is yeah. uh, Randall and Top and play together. Um, then, I mean, you, who knows, too, because I could even see Tibbs getting crazy and, you know, having some lineups where you have RJ kind of like flex up to the four. Uh, if, if Obi Toppin's kind of not – if he's in these inconsistent minutes, he's not really like kind of – Spreading his wings, yeah, he looked good, but it was preseason. Yeah, so that's that's I, the other so thing. I mean, he he looked he looked good in preseason at times. He had some good moments in summer league, which like for a young player, obviously, like all that stuff is good. But I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. I'm not going to sit here and you know go crazy about anything that I saw in uh, preseason. Like people are. Worried about, you know, Fournier didn't shoot it all that well, you know, all like all through the preseason. I'm not I'm not worried he's about a veteran. that. Stuff. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's gone through tough stretches. He'll be fine. Is, I think uh, I think the the uh, the the fact that the Knicks were playing a little bit faster and shooting a little more like more threes might mean a little something. But I don't think like, yeah, the individual, you know, oh, this guy, he missed he missed three shots in a row. He's he's screwed like that 
I don't I don't think that's that's yeah. anything to worry about. Ob averaged eleven minutes per game last year. How many does he average this year? You think? I think he'll be right at that same number. Honestly, maybe maybe yeah. bump it up to twelve if if Randall's minutes are at like about thirty six or something like that. Maybe thirty seven, but I don't know. Yeah, Randall averaged thirty seven point six last year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, high. honestly, I like. I, like I, I don't want to make it sound like a dog in top in here either. Like. 12 minutes a game is like not a terrible role for him to it's have not. on a on a on a really like a possibly top 4 team in the east, you know, depending on how how things go, but it's not like a bad it's not a bad place for top and to be. I know he's a little bit older so you'd like to see him a little bit more advanced than that, but if he's uh, if he's if he's contributing on a contending team, that's that's not a terrible thing. Yeah, who knows what he'd look like if he had gotten drafted to a team that didn't have an all NBA mm-hmm. power forward yeah. playing in front of him, who knows yeah. right now, this is the only role he's got. Yeah. I mean, but what do you, what did you uh, think of all the three so far that they've been taking? Do you think that's sustainable? I don't know if it's sustainable. I think it's definitely a sign that they're going to be trying to shoot more because they, they shot it well last year, but they didn't shoot a ton of threes. Yeah. So I think this year they're, you know, especially where you add Kemba, he's got to pull up three. Uh, you know, quickly Rose is more uh, more apt to shoot threes than he was earlier in his career. Fournier, you've got guys who can knock down threes, and especially Fournier and Kemba opening up more space for RJ and Randall. Toppin too. Toppin, Toppin can. I mean, he he has some ugly, ugly threes oh. that like air balls off the side of the hoop, but he also makes some. So it's he's not like a bad three point shooter. It's just uh, those moon balls sometimes go all over the place. Yeah, and maybe Taj Gibson too. He's Taj. shooting him in, in the in the preseason. <laughs> but yeah, I think they'll be shooting more. I, I will we'll see if that if that goes. You know, first ten games if they're shooting poorly, I wouldn't be shocked to see them kind of like pull back on it a little bit. But it seems like it's at least a, a point of emphasis for them. I was I was just gonna say it seems like it's something they're gonna experiment with mm-hmm. for a while and see how it goes. Yeah. But and who until, knows how long it'll last? Yeah, yeah. until Tibbs says "fuck this" and yeah. just goes back. <laughs> yeah, like, if they start out three and seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> they're shooting thirty one percent from three. <laughs> like we might see and some that, changes. That's the end of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Trying, I'm trying to think other storylines. Actually, I had a couple of things written down the other day. I guess, I guess the the question is, and I like regression is probably not the right word because I think the Knicks could either finish similar to how they did last year, or maybe even like not as good, and it would still not exactly be a regression, but. Do you think the Knicks are going to improve off of last year's first round playoff exit, meaning go deeper, like maybe win a playoff series? Do you think they're going to finish the same place? Do you think they're going to miss out on the playoffs entirely because of the play in tournament? Where do you think the Knicks finish this year? I guess kind of in relation to uh, last year's fourth place finish and then first place exit. Well, I think they're going to win more games than they did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they won 41 last year. Yeah. They I they set the over under at 42 and a half and I took the over. 
I mean, I, just a note. We talked about this on yeah, our betting preview. The it's, betting a no, it's a no-brainer over. But So I do think they're going to win more games than they won last year. I'm still unsure about top four seed. Uh, gun to my head right now, I'd probably say they finished a little bit lower than that, maybe five or six. Uh, I think they still have a real shot to win a playoff series, though. I I think the East is going to be really tough this year. I, I think, obviously, it all depends on the matchup. Yeah, I think it's I mean, it's for the Knicks, it's about avoiding the Nets and the Bucks as best yeah. you can in the first round because I think they can beat anybody else in the East. But Nets and Bucks, those are two, those would be two tough series. Yeah, I think they, as long as they end up in that five or six spot, I think they should be okay. I think <coughs> they can win a playoff series. I do. You just got to avoid the Nets and Bucks. Just basically just stay out of the playing game, obviously, but I don't think they'll have a problem there. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. other people are saying, oh, the Knicks are going to be ninth or 10th. I'm like, fuck are you talking that's insane mm-hmm. to me that people are saying that yeah i think you know they wind up in a first round series against the heat or the hawks or something i mean a, a rematch with the hawks I, I think they can win either one of those series the nba would would do dirty things for that to happen another yeah, hawks yeah. next <laughs> playoff series and uh i mean shit i don't know what's gonna happen to sixers i have no idea if they were the two seed i guess i wouldn't be surprised if they were the 10 seed, I guess I wouldn't be surprised who the fuck I knows think, what's going to happen with them. The, and this, maybe this is like my, uh, like just bold prediction of the year for the Knicks or so. I don't, I don't not even that, but I think the Knicks are going to do kind of similar to what they did last year and even better in the regular season. Cause it took them a while to get their legs underneath them last year and really get going. And they finished in the fourth seed. I think just knowing how Tibbs coaches every game, like it's game seven of the NBA finals, I think the Knicks are going to be a top four seed this year, even maybe as high as the three seed, because obviously that depends a lot on health. If Kemba Walker, uh, if Randall, if Fournier, if Rose, if RJ, if those guys can stay healthy, I like the Knicks' chances of finishing fourth in the East again, or maybe even, yeah, like I said, third, because they're going to be pushing for that. But I think we might run into the same issues, um, or at least we might see a lot of the same issues that, cropped up in that Hawks series um, where, you know, is Kemba Walker going to be good enough to, to be like that one, a one B with Julius Randall and get enough offense. Uh, I still, I think it remains to be seen how they're going to do in the playoffs, but I think regular season success, just based on the depth, um, how, how Tom Thibodeau coaches and, you know, they're a talented team. Now you can't deny that just based on all that. I think they're going to be a very, very good regular season team. Yeah, and that's another that's another storyline too. Kemba's health, mm-hmm. that's huge, huge. The because whole it, a big part of the season hinges on him, and it's how healthy it, he can stay. It's really been like like the the honeymoon phase with Kemba is like yeah. since he signed. It's like I don't think there's like it's, it's just been such a positive. And I'm not trying to criticize this. It's just been such like a positive. Uh, you know, energy around him and like he's so happy to be home and he's finally ready to, you know, do this and he's finally ready to take the Knicks to the next level. And like all that stuff sounds great, but if he can't stay healthy, that stuff is doesn't seem so great anymore, you know? Yeah, especially when you're putting so much pressure on. If he goes out for like a month 
then you're mm-hmm. putting all this pressure on D Rhodes, and we know mm-hmm. about his injury history. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to go down that road. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just cross my fingers and hope Kemba mm-hmm. stays healthy. Honestly, you know Derrick Rose is going to start if Kemba gets hurt at any point like that. But Tibbs, if he's if he was really crazy like a fox, he would just put Burks as the starting point guard, and then that way you can leave. D Rose and uh, quickly together on that second unit. Like I know he likes um, to have, but obviously that's just hypothetical. Hopefully, hopefully Kemba stays healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, and I mean, Kemba's health, Derek Rose's health. Uh, Randall has always been a very healthy guy aside from, you know, his rookie year, kind of like a freak injury. Barrett has been relatively healthy. Fournier too. Yeah. Fournier. But as, as we know in the NBA, that, that can all change very quickly. And, uh, you know, Clay Thompson was healthy for pretty much his whole career. And now we haven't seen him in what it feels like it's been like three years. Yeah. Was it 2019? Yeah. Right. The 2019 finals was the last time mm-hmm. he played. Yeah. It was 2019 finals. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. 2019 finals. All right. Well, I guess let's instead of talking so morbid about injuries, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about Wednesday season opener against the Celtics. Uh, very wide open, open ended question. But how are you feeling? Get it, Got any jitters going into uh, a Celtics game? Uh, always going into a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very excited about it. But want to get it's important to get off to a hot start especially this year because there are expectations Mm -hmm. and you don't want to get off to a slow start when you have when you want to make the playoffs and the east is loaded and not saying that celtics are a bad team or anything but this is a very winnable game this is a team that nick should win they're at home they're they're favored by a point and a half so they're favored and you know, obviously, you got the magic after that, which is obviously a game they should win. And I just, it's important. It's important to come out and win on your home floor right away. Uh, so I like their, I like their chances. I think first game with a new coach with the Celtics, I think the Knicks have that have the edge there. So I I like our chances in the opener. I, I think you make a good point. Um, I think Udoka is a good coach. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of a guy who's been like, um, has, we've heard his name come up, multi, you know, the next oh, job, years. Yeah, the next job. Since I he mean, was with the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. the next job with uh, with Tibbs. That was when Tibbs got it. He was a name that was in there for a while. Uh, so he's a guy like this has been a long time coming, but still he's going into his first game as a uh, as an NBA head coach and he's going up against a guy who will want to like just murder him, you know, on the other side, Tibbs, Tibbs won't care. Tibbs is like going for the jugular game one, game 76, game 12, game seven of the NBA finals. Tibbs is going for the jugular. So it'd be interesting to watch that, that kind of like coaching back and forth um, and see how, how those two play it. Um, But again, I'm sure first, First game of the year, he's the Celtics going to be going for it too. Right? Nobody's load managing, no uh, minutes restrictions, anything like that. Uh, I think it should be a good game against two teams who 
both seem to think that they should be, you know, in the conversation in the Eastern Conference. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition for either of them. But these are two teams that that think they're going to be able to make some noise this year. The over under 215, by the way, the lowest over under of the Is day that... outside of the Magic and the Spurs, which <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nets, Nets, Bucks tomorrow night is 237 and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of these are way up there. 237, yeah. Kings, Blazers, 231 and a half. Jeez. Over. Yeah, Nets, Lakers on... Oh, they have Nets Lakers on Christmas set already. Oh my! Oh yeah, they have, they have actually yeah. Knicks are one and a half point favorites against the Hawks on Christmas. <laughs> so get that get that bet in. <laughs> Bucks six and a half point favorites against the Celtics on Christmas. Take that for sure. <clears throat> oh man. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting like lost into these spreads. <laughs> Same. Draft, yeah, DraftKings has spreads all the way out to Christmas. This is great um, podcasting. Just two, yeah, just two just guys, two gamblers staring yeah, at just spreads, <laughs> reading spreads. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I think that's gonna move by November, yeah. so I might, yeah. yeah, lock in that Nets plus one before, uh, before it really, before it really starts moving. By the way, guys, look at that Coastal Carolina spread before. If you're, yeah, that's actually if you're, that was that was our, our pre our pregame uh, our pregame prep yes. was uh, talking about the Coastal Carolina spread. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's par for the course for Chip and I here. Oh man, yeah, but gonna I be guess, a fun season, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward season. to it. Um, you know, it felt like a a longer off season. Even though it was only three months, you know, it wasn't wasn't very long, all things considered. But uh, happy to have basketball back. I'll be uh, I'll be writing up some net stuff tomorrow night for uh, for ESNY. So looking forward to kind of getting back in uh, back in the groove with some actual real basketball. Because I forget if we talked about this on or off the pod, but I just I hate preseason everything. Yeah, preseason, yeah, me too. Preseason basketball, preseason football, spring training baseball. I hate it all. Like. <laughs> I just I I never get anything out of it. Um, there's no like to me. There's not 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 a ton of like meaningful things you can you can pull out of the games. Half the time they're non-competitive. I mean, it was cool, I guess, for people seeing Julius Randle hit the buzzer beater. But like, yeah, I okay. watched that clip. I watched yeah, the clip a, a bunch of times. Cool, yeah. It's a cool clip, and you know, it's a cool way to end the game. But it's not it's not the regular season. It's not the real thing. So I'm yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to. Uh, to really kick off yeah i'm ready for rj barrett ready for yep. let's see if rj barrett can break out see if he can average 20 points a game who was somebody uh, somebody recently a writer i was just saw on twitter they were like yeah rj barrett is gonna be an all-star this year that was like a wow they were saying like some kind some of bold, actual bold respect from rj barrett for rj barrett yeah and i can't remember who said it though which is was maybe, it honestly? Maybe I dreamed it, and then just like it, it didn't. It was didn't it Chris actually Percy Einan? Is yeah, that? Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not Chris. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. But uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some research. And uh, if, yeah, if I if I if I figure it out or I find it, I'll I'll, I'll send it your way because 
Oh, yeah, it sounds like really familiar now. Well, I know it wasn't anyone from a national publication. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote that? Yeah, it had to be somebody on like Substack or Patreon or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my homework over the next couple of days, For I sure. guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but any closing thoughts before uh, before we, we say goodbye? Um, I got, well, we're releasing this tomorrow, right? On yeah. Tuesday on morning. Tuesday. So I have... Uh, Something coming out tomorrow for uh, the Couch Critic. I haven't released anything in a while for that. I've been inconsistent with that. I have something coming out tomorrow about the Knicks and the season. So I'll be dropping that on Twitter. Subscribe to the Crouch, the Couch Critic. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I have uh, actually. I just had ESNY's uh, NBA preview. So I've got some general NBA stuff, predictions, then some Knicks net specific stuff in there. Uh, so go check that out on ESNY, EliteSportsNY.com, uh, and then go subscribe and check out the Couch Critic for Chips Nick stuff coming out today, Tuesday, whatever day this that you're listening yeah, to it, it's out. It is, yeah, yeah. So we'll get you, we'll get you all cut up on your Nick season preview and all that good stuff. So basketball's back, life is good. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast.